The Dallas Stars savior, Matt Duchesne, is back at it again. A three-point night in a 4-3 overtime victory over the Seattle Kraken. Let's break this one down next on Locked On. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. It's a pleasure to be with you. I'm Joey Erickson, former producer, 105 Through the Fan, and play-by-play voice of the Chippewa Steel. Be sure to subscribe. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. And as always, thank you so much for making us a part of your day and making us your first listen. How about it? Matt Duchesne continues to prove us right. The best value in the National Hockey League, a three-point night for Dutchie, and he was instrumental in the win, a crisp pass to Thomas Harley on the OT winner who just had to tap it in for a Stars victory on home mice. We're going to get in to this one, a very fun game to take in live in person at the American Airlines Center. Thomas Harley continues to put the league on notice. We have an update on Otter as well. Good news, which gives you a lot of hope moving forward about your goaltending situation. But more importantly, Stars get a win. Now tied for first place in the Central Division. Let's break this one down. I want to give you all my thoughts. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. So I want to start here. A a lot of the numbers and expected goals and analytics really favor Seattle in this one. And uh, it doesn't pass the eye test for me. I I thought the Stars were clearly the better team. They should have put the game away a lot sooner and didn't need to go past 60 minutes. But look, it's the Dallas Stars this season at the end of the day. And they, of course, continue to need to play a full 60 minutes. Uh, But by no means am I saying here uh, that they were dominant in their performance, but I I thought they controlled and dictated uh, a lot uh, of the hockey game. The first period was once again, a very great start. They're now starting to find twine early uh, and they score first. Once again, a beautiful give and go with Duchesne uh, and Sagan. Uh, to, to get the storing, uh, scoring started. And then once again, another give and go with Robertson and he goes tweeners on Decord and the stars are up to nothing. We've seen this story uh, before and <laughs> just a few nights ago in Seattle, but I thought they played a really solid opening period. Did not give Seattle a ton. Uh, in my opinion, uh, really did well in front of their own net. They defended the rush really well and the stars were starting to get rush opportunities, which is something we haven't seen a lot. I, I feel like they've struggled through neutral ice and Seattle fed a lot of the stars rush game. Uh, there was turnovers galore. Uh, it, it ended up being about 16 giveaways, I believe for the stars and only five for Seattle, which is mind boggling to me. Uh, I was at the game and I'm like, there's no way this backs up. Maybe uh, I, I'm blinded and uh, I was, you know, not seeing the game clearly, but I, I thought Seattle g- just gave the puck away constantly. Uh, I mean, the Stars had so much zone time and it felt like they were getting rewarded for their hard forechecking and creating turnovers and getting pucks on net, uh, which led to some some very good chances. Uh, high danger chances were heavily in favor uh, of the Kraken, 12 to 4. Uh, and Wedgwood was created. Uh, credited with uh, eight high danger saves. He was very, very good. He took a puck up high early 
in the first period. You could hear a pin drop in the place. It's like, oh, no, not another one. Uh, but Wedgwood was able to stay in there. He toughed it out. He's a hockey player at the end of the day and was very, very good. Seattle ended up with 38 shots. So 35 saves for Wedgwood, man. He just keeps them in the game. Uh, and he made some very, very timely stops in tight on some very, very good players. Uh, and that was good to see have, have him uh, just really settle it down. And they're going to need him here uh, in this stretch. 2.75 expected goals uh, against at five on five. And it was a, a tick higher uh, in all situations. Second period was a, a bit more of the same. I, I just thought the Stars played with the puck a bit more. Um, and a lot of their chances, uh, I, I felt like, were from connecting passes through neutral ice or, you know, really clean breakouts uh, and making some simple plays, chipping out uh, and using your legs to win races and, and get opportunities. Uh, I thought a lot of Seattle's chances and goals kind of came off some, some broken plays. And, of course, there's some puck luck uh, involved to everything. I thought the Stars got a a lot more puck block here uh, on Monday night. Uh, and uh, Seattle benefited uh, from some stars lapses uh, and, and they made him pay for it for sure. Tatar and Beneers played really, really good games uh, as well. The third period turned into a special teams fest. Man, the stars power play was inept last night. They struggled on a few just to gain entry into the attacking zone. And then when they did just work in the perimeter and never able to get a shot away and and a lot of stars individuals did not very uh did not grade out very well uh in the game Duchesne ended up with the highest at 2.43 Lindell's behind him and then uh there's a host of stars that were in the negatives Miro was in there Sagan and Robertson uh even though I, I feel like that's a a bit unfair to some degree uh I, I would have to say the majority of it was probably from the power play just having a terrible night. <laughs> they went 0 for 4. On the other hand, the PK was phenomenal. <laughs> they were 4 for 4, but uh, both special teams uh, for the Kraken and Stars were really, really bad. And, and this is uh, leads me into the conversation about the Stars should have ended this one so much earlier. They had a power play that carried over from the second period. They had a minute 40 there. They get two more chances. Uh, over half the period was played um, uh, half the period was played on special teams and they had their opportunity to, to end this one. I, I feel like if they got four, you kind of take the breath and life, uh, out of Seattle, but man, credit to them. They buckle down on their PK and, uh, find an equalizer with uh, just under 20 seconds to go. Love to see the physicality of the stars kind of come out too. Joel Hanley played a very, very solid game. He, d uh, defended a two on one in that first period after the Stars took a one nothing lead and just played it beautifully, took the pass away, ends up going down, uh, going down to the ice and forces a, a really bad shot from a sharp angle, and Wedgwood was able to uh, gobble it up. He had a couple of huge hits in the game, one on Tanov uh, in open ice, which was great to see. Hockenball had a few big hits, and they just seemed to match the physicality. Look, I don't think the Stars... Uh, are going to be a physical team. We haven't seen it here in the first 30 games, but if, if they just can match the other side's physicality a bit more often, I, I think they'll fare uh, a lot more. And uh, they were able to get the job done. They were trying to hold on in the third period, but Seattle uh, really grinded away uh, and got the winner. Uh, speaking of Hanley too, just played one shift in that third period. And part of it was, it, it was difficult because of course, you're going to put your horses out there for special teams. So 
Miro's going to be out there constantly. He played 27 minutes. Harley's going to do some PK work along with Hockenpah. So they weren't able to find the rhythm after that, which was real tough because Steele and Foxa and Smith were sitting a lot of the third period, which was unfortunate because that line had a lot of success. And I thought they were very key uh, on kind of setting the tone and getting the ball rolling for the stars. Absolutely. That fourth line uh, had some very, very good looks like the way Delandria Steele, and Smith played as he came back uh, into the lineup uh, as well. Good for Robertson to get back on the board too. Uh, that line looked good, but it's Matt Duchesne, Sagan and March Schmidt, man, are so good. They've they're outscoring the, the top line. And they're defending better. I thought the Stars defended the rush very, very well. And they didn't give up as many odd man rushes, which is an even even better sign. I, I thought they were smart with their pinches. I saw Hawk and Paul lay off a few times. They, they were a bit more cautious in their approach, which I, I think was a great sign. And they, they forced Seattle to kind of earn their way up the ice, earn that bit of space. Um, and they forced them into... A lot, a lot of tough situations. And even though a lot of the numbers uh, favor Seattle, I, I, it did not pass the eye test for me. I, I may have to watch it back just to see it from a different angle. But I thought Dallas was in control. They won their face off 57%. Uh, they were physical when they needed to be. I thought they defended really well in front of their own net. Um, and Wedgwood was good. He was solid. And they capitalized and executed when they had their looks. Uh, and they could have had more. Like I said, they need to start finishing teams, though. They're allowing teams to hang around like Seattle did. And they push it past 60 minutes. That would have left a very, very bad taste in your mouth if you didn't win. They had lost their last three OT games. They won in a shootout against Washington a few weeks ago. But when it's solved at three on three, they had lost three straight. So they really, really needed a good win. They were patient along with Harley just being a beast <laughs> and then Duchesne putting him on, uh, putting it on a platter. It was gift wrap perfect time for Christmas and Harley tapped it in and he has been a beast. He is saving this defensive, but he's starting to become Miro in a way where he can play with anybody, anytime, anywhere. And he's being even more effective than I could have thought coming into the year. And I've been on this Harley hype train. We've been on it here on, on Locked on Stars. And he's having a more productive year than I think anybody could imagine, which uh, is a great, great sign. So let's touch on Harley. He's been so good. And why the Stars have their two defensemen of the future in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by FanDuel. When the weather gets colder, Stars fans, the NFL offer stays hot on FanDuel right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You can sit on the couch on that Sunday slate, take in football all day long, and make some money while you're watching football, or even hockey, or even college football. It doesn't just have to be the NFL, and you can go to FanDuel. It's so easy, and you can make yourself some money while you're enjoying sports. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So Thomas Harley, who has been just such 
a great defenseman for the Dallas Stars this year. He's having a coming out party, his eighth goal of the season, and a game winner for the Dallas Stars last night. Here's a, a number for you, or a, a little bit of a nugget, and this comes from the great Josh Bogorod, the Stars play-by-play voice. Thomas Harley is the only defenseman in the NHL to have a power play goal, a short-handed goal, and an over time goal this season his eight total goals are just one off the league league he has been on a tear recently he's getting more playing time you can play him in all situations now they need to start getting him on the power play a bit more Miro's having a very underwhelming year on special teams give Harley a bit more rain and you all know how much I love Miro and I'm not here to be very critical uh, of Haskinen because he has a lot of weight on his shoulders and he's defending at a very high level, just not producing as much as we would like and much as he would like. Look, we, we can be completely honest about that, but it's also nice when you have a guy like Thomas Harley, a young stud who is making an impact like this. Uh, eight goals, of course, leads all-stars defensemen and he just makes such good confidence plays. And he has so much size. Uh, he, he's a bit more stronger on his feet. He gets to use his physical advantages more than Miro does, especially in his own zone. Uh, the way he defends and uses that reach um, and is able to win battles and be dainty enough to some degree uh, and skilled enough to make plays in tight corners and to hit guys uh, on outlet passes and just always jump in the rush. And that was what he did on OT. He, he was right in the thick of things. Uh, otherwise, it's a two-on-one heading the other way for Seattle. He gets enough on it to poke it over to Duchesne, and he goes right to the net. Uh, and then Duchesne just puts it right on him. Man, he's been just such a revelation for Dallas. And I touched on, I think he got 50 points this season coming into the year. I would not be surprised. Uh, and he's really starting to trend that way, <laughs> uh, which is a, a, a great sign. He, he played with Hanley. He can play with Hockenbaugh. He's playing with Suter now. And when they can, they, they get to put him with Miro, as I touched on in yesterday's episode. They need to play them a lot more together. They defend very well. There's a few rushes when they were together, just completely neutralized the Kraken. <laughs> uh, those two together, just such elite level defending. Uh, and you can tell too, when Miro's out with Harley, there's a level of confidence and there's no numbers that can back it up, but you can just see it to, to some degree that he has a confidence that he can be a bit more aggressive here in some spots. He can go attack the sidewall uh, with a guy who, who has the puck instead of kind of holding back and trying to take away a passing lane, so to speak, because he, he knows Harley uh, has the ability to do it. Uh, did not grade out incredibly well in the game. He was actually the lowest graded uh, player with Suter at minus 2.06, but I can't put a lot of stock in these numbers. <laughs> I, I I feel like uh, the Stars played much better than uh, a lot of the numbers uh, bear out, and sometimes that's just how it goes. Uh, I think the eye test will always reign true uh, in in most, most situations, but hey, maybe being in person not able to tell a bit more, but look, I thought the stars dictated uh, hardly was a big part of it. And the back end, I thought just played really, really solid too. Lindell and Hockenpah uh, on the PK continued to do great work. Unfortunately, the power play was skunked and they couldn't get anything going, but I just thought it was a solid game. And of course, they're still trying to find consistency. Harley needs to be playing more. He should not have less ice time than Ryan Suter. 
I am going to be on that train for the rest of the year. Hardly needs to be playing 22, 23 minutes, around the 20 mark. There's no reason Suter should be playing more than him. No reason. And I get it because Miro and Suter are partners that Suter's going to get a lot of playing time just because you want to keep those two together. But time to have Harley just continue to play in all situations. Ride that Harley, man, because <laughs> uh, he's been so, so good. And when Miro and him are out there, as I touched on yesterday, uh, the highest goal force percentage uh, of any pairing that's played at least 70 minutes uh, this season, expected goals per 60 goes up, and they're top five in expected goals against per 60. So they do it uh, at an elite level. And uh, Harley is kind of rescuing and keeping this defense afloat so to speak. I thought it was a very solid defensive performance last night, uh, all things told. <laughs> and uh, maybe I had the blinders on, but uh, I didn't think Seattle uh, did a ton to uh, really break the, the Stars' defense, so to speak. They weren't very leaky. Uh, there was a few odd man rushes they give up, of course, but you're going to give that up uh, in, in every game, especially this stars team with uh, what we've seen, but they did a, a very good job of getting in shooting lanes. They ended up blocking, I think 12 shots, uh, in the contest. Yeah. Uh, it ended up being 13 and, uh, they, they really forced Seattle to earn everything, which I, I think is a very positive, positive attribute moving forward. Recently, it's been just all things galore have your will at our netminder. They forced Seattle to have to earn their way to the front of the net and have to earn some of their goals, which is a good sign because it's been Swiss cheese uh, a bit. And uh, Wedgwood right now is making big stops when need be. And uh, that those are, are going to allow the stars to not play their best and still pick up wins. They, they still haven't played a very complete hockey game yet. They really haven't and their first place are tied for first in the central division. So yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's crazy because we're harping on it. We know the issues, uh, but at this point we know what we know about this team. We're really going to find out here in the next stretch and games 40 through 60 are going to be very telling about what kind of damage this team can do and they need some help. They absolutely do. We're harping on that too. Uh, they're going to need one if not two defensemen to really solidify this group. But if I had to, to be completely honest of my assessment last night, that's maybe as best as the, the decor can play to some degree <laughs> last night. Uh, and it's just not going to be good enough to beat the best teams in the national hockey league. And you got one of them coming to your building on Thursday and the Vancouver Canucks who have already shut you out this season. So yeah. They certainly need some help, and uh, their best is just not good enough at this point, especially with Lundqvist and the Rafters watching, and they don't trust him. Hanley's not going to play a ton down the stretch either, even though they do trust him a bit more, but uh, it's not going to be good enough. So very, very intriguing uh, moving uh, through the year, and some positive signs coming here recently. They're, they're playing good in some stretches. They can dominate in some stretches but it's those lapses that have really, really hurt them. Still not able to hold on to a multi-goal lead. That has been an issue, especially recently. They seem to have different issues arise at different parts throughout the season, and they just can't quite put them together yet. 
and hopefully that happens very soon. But let's touch a bit more on Otter, who, of course, we got an update on, some good news moving on, this goaltending situation, and how this is going to affect Dallas a bit more moving forward. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is obsessed with giving you peace of mind with your purchase. It is Christmas time. Get that sports fan in your life a gift from Game Time. Use code Locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. And you don't have to worry about getting tickets to that sports game, the music, the comedy, the theater, wherever you need to be. You got last minute tickets, zone deals. You can see the seat before you buy it so you know what you're getting. All in prices show the total up front. You can buy the tickets in two taps. And it's so, so easy. You can get flash deals, as I mentioned, for football, basketball, baseball, of course, which is not here right now, but next summer when the World Series champions are back as well. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. You got a bunch of Stars games over the holidays. You got New Year's Eve coming up. Connor Bedard is going to be the game time app. Create an account. You just go locked on the NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L. For $20 off, download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Well, I have to say it was so fun to be uh, back at the American Airlines Center uh, last night. It had been a while since I've taken in a Stars game in person. Uh, the atmosphere was so great I, on a Monday night. And look, I, I get it's holiday season, but barn was packed. Crowd was into it. A great game to take in in person too, even though they should have won it. <laughs> in regulation, not going to be bad uh, about an OT win on home ice. So, so much fun. New scoreboards, great. By the way, the new seats, I forgot about those. Thought those looked nice. I <laughs> uh, was just noticing, you know, you, you notice things um, a lot more uh, when you've been away from someplace uh, a lot longer. So a lot of interesting things that caught my eyeballs last night. By the way, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you covering 24-7 the top sports stories with local experts. So go ahead, go on YouTube, go to Locked on Sports Today, and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel doing great things. So, Pete DeBoer yesterday gave us an update on uh, Jake Ottinger, pretty short and sweet from him. They received good news which is a great sign he's listed as week-to-week with a lower body injury. So who knows how long this is going to last, but all things considered, they were very positive about the situation, and it seems to be on the shorter term uh, of uh, an IR than a longer term, which is a great, great sign. So uh, the Stars, of course, had to sign Joe O'Brien to an amateur contract in St. Louis for him to back up. He was then released as well. Uh, there was a great question brought on uh, about e-bugs and how they're paid. So figured I would touch on that too. Uh, and, and I had to look it up as well because I was like, that is a great question and something that had really never crossed my mind. So there are two types of contracts that these e-bugs, so to speak, will sign. So you can sign a professional tryout contract and you get paid per the CBA $500 per game, I believe it was, not per day, per game, and you get to keep the the game-worn jersey that you have. So an amateur uh, tryout contract, you do not get paid, but you do get to keep the jersey that you wear. (laughs) So Joe O'Brien would not have been paid last night. 
Scott Darling is a uh, more famous, I guess you could say, e-bug from a few years ago. Uh, what was it? David Ayers is another one who came in for Carolina, I believe it was, and, and beat Toronto <laughs> in that crazy, crazy affair. Uh, he was also on an amateur tryout. So they do not get paid if you're on a professional tryout. I believe it's what's called the PTO, professional tryout opportunity, I think is the exact uh, words there. You get paid $500 per CBA. Uh, but you do get to keep a jersey. So I, I guess that's good for e-bugs. But um, all things considered a good sign, they're probably going to be more cautious, which is a good thing. He probably just needs a break in general, and hopefully he comes back very, very sharp. I've been holding out on giving up on Otter here a bit, and I, I understand he hasn't looked great uh, by any stretch. Scott Wedgwood's look really good. That's all you can ask for in a backup. This is a great time to to ride him. You you bring in Matt Murray down from Texas, who's had a, a very good season, and I touched on him yesterday uh, in the episode two for for Texas. Remy Poirier's uh, another guy that would have been in the conversation to being brought in the backup. But you have Matt Murray now, who played in a few games last year, and uh, we'll we'll probably certainly have to give you some spot starts here, but. Look, Wedgwood's so rested. He hasn't played a ton of hockey the last two years. With the injury he had last season, which lasted a little over a month, uh, this is a great sign. And I touched on it. This could be a silver lining. We're really going to find out what this team is made of. And I thought yesterday against Seattle is a great little microcosm of what this, this team could be. They were pretty, pretty good defensively. They weren't shut down by any stretch of the word, but they seemed to... To, to pick it up, and they were just a bit more connected as a five-man unit. For Seattle to the, kind of the perimeter, yes, they have struggled in between the blue lines, I think is where their issues really arise. Turnovers, entering the attacking zone, giving up chances off the rush, and just odd man rushes in general. They have to be a bit more careful with when they pick and choose to pinch. And I, I understand DeBoer wants their guys to be super aggressive, uber aggressive and try to score. But offense certainly hasn't been an issue. And the defense has been productive, very productive in in terms uh, of offensive uh, capabilities here. So Otter will be out here on a week to week basis. We'll see how long that lasts, but just wanted to make sure I send that again, because we got an update yesterday after I released the episode. So all things considered, happy birthday to Otter, by the way. Yesterday was his birthday, so he got to celebrate it. Of course, probably not in the circumstances he would have liked, but the the Stars are are able to use the emergency cap, which uh, is a a huge win too. (laughs) The NHL forces you to take one game without having the ability to do that. That's why they had to sign Joe O'Brien, so they make you be shorthanded. I don't know. The NHL does some weird things and never seems to be right. But welcome to the National Hockey League, I get. Anyway, Stars win in an OT victory. Very, very great win on home ice over the Seattle Kraken by a final score of 4-3. to three. Back in action on Thursday against the Vancouver Canucks. Thank you to all you everydayers out there for taking in an episode of Locked on Stars every single day. Love you guys so much. Appreciate all the comments, the feedback. Love reading them as we're riding this roller coaster with the Dallas Stars here and should be a lot of fun moving forward. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to all you guys as well. Hopefully you're enjoying this holiday season with time or with uh, family, excuse me, and watching some sports, uh, of course. So I'll be back tomorrow with another episode as we continue to grind this out. And uh, always a pleasure. 
always a pleasure, Stars fans. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, and we will see you tomorrow. So long, Stars fans.